This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm your host, Andy, and each week we will throw a dart at the map and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery. This week I landed on Washington. Washington. Yes. So this week I decided after we kind of looked at some of our episodes and we noticed that you guys really like when we do unsolved phenomenon. Phenomenon. Phenomena. I like saying that word. So <laughs> I am glad to do these episodes. <laughs> I went ahead and found two cases. Oh, yes. Of unsolved phenomenon. Phenomena. Phenomenon. Phenomenon. Um, and the reason I did two is because a lot of times I think I skip over unsolved phenomenon when I'm doing my research because the stories are really short because it's something happened, can't be explained, and then that's it. Like, right, right. But it's also really cool to talk about. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's do some phenomenon here in 2022. And... We'll just have to do multiple ones. Exactly. That's okay. Yeah. I'm down to talk about multiple things. <laughs> so this one, um, I will try to get through it as easy as I can <laughs> because the name of the phenomenon really makes me giggle because <laughs> okay. I'm five years old. All right. All right. What is it? So we this story takes place in Ellensburg, Washington. It's a small college town located in the heart of central Washington. It's the it's like the perfect pit stop for people driving across the state. But this town really isn't known to like make big headlines. Like it's a pretty quiet town. I've never heard of this town, so yeah. Me neither. <laughs> On February 21st, 1997, local man Mel Waters called into a radio show called Coast to Coast AM. In his conversation with radio host Art Bell, Waters told Bell that he owns a rural property nine miles west of Ellensburg and that one day he discovered a mysterious hole on his property. A mysterious hole? Yeah. Just a random hole. Mysterious hole, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Insert jokes about glory holes, other holes. Any hole. Any hole. Any Orphan. hole will do. A mysterious orifice. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, he claimed that the hole had an infinite depth and that it had amazing capabilities. Infinite depth? Yes, he claimed infinite depth. How does he know? So he, Waters claimed that he once measured the hole's depth by using fishing line and a weight. He said that the hole was more than 15 miles in depth. Okay. Yeah. The strangest claim that Waters made was that the hole had the ability to bring dead animals back to life. How? He said a rural resident had tossed his dead dog into the hole only to see it alive later with a hunter. The dog would not come to the owner. I mean, that's a little bit weird. It's strange. I, I, how... (laughs) Are they sure it was the same dog? I mean, he they are they were positive that it was the same dog, like same markings, like same like age, like like when it had passed. And honestly, if it's 15 miles long and you throw a dog in there, how is it going to get back out? I mean, these are all good questions. And I guess I mean, 
magic is magic. I don't know. Yeah. But so, that's crazy. That's weird to me. Okay. So Waters even claimed that the hole's magical properties prompted federal agents to seize the land and they forced him to move to Australia. Why Australia? You know, this <laughs> I story mean, has a lot of questions. I wouldn't be mad at Australia. No, like if like federal agents like knocked on my door, be like, you're moving to Australia. I'd be like, okay. I mean, cool. We have to kill all the spiders and stuff, but like, I'll go live in Australia. Scorpions. Kangaroos. Mm, I like kangaroos. <laughs> kangaroos are scary, though. They have. Have you seen the muscly arms they have? Yeah, they will. They will fuck your shit up. Yeah. But okay, so why? So it sounds a little bit like Skinwalker Ranch, first of all. A little bit, yes. Um, and where the government now was or was involved in it yes um so okay let's keep going yeah so local news reporters um obviously this story kind of became like a talk of the town right like yeah small town of yeah course. and they're like this is strange like this guy says there's like an infinite hole <laughs> out in the middle of like nowhere on this rural property has he shown anybody that's so, my question <laughs> so People have gone to the hole okay, and, like, tried to figure out, like, what's going on. So local news reporters started investigating these claims, but found that no man named Mel Waters ever owned property in Ellensburg. So, so that was, like, our first red flag, right? Yeah. Like, we're, like, weird. What's going on here? Right. And... Then we kind of dive into, like, the, like, just the... If you think of, like, even the possibility that this hole is 15 miles deep i mean it's pretty impossible you know the outer space is only like 68 miles away really yeah <laughs> what yeah are you being serious right now yeah <laughs> I'm gonna fact check you later. I really, I, I, I can swear on my life <laughs> that, that I seems just, that seems like a lie. Like that's too close. Sixty miles? That's like an hour driving straight up. Maybe. Hmm. Interesting. So, so fifteen miles going straight down. That's I mean pretty far. Yeah. Yeah, towards yeah, yeah. the core of the earth exactly that's what my process where my thoughts were right going. like you're breaking layers i imagine right like rock layers yeah so according to waters there was nothing like normal about this hole okay uh waters told bell that others had seen a black beam coming from the hole and Others claimed portable radios held close to the hole's entrance would play programs and music from the past. From the hole? Yeah. No, no, no. Like their radio would play. Oh. Like if they had like a portable radio and they got too close to the hole, like oh. it would start playing like old timey music and broadcasts. That's really cool, actually. Uh, and others have said that metal held close to the hole's nine foot diameter opening would change into other metals or substances. That's insane. 
And okay, so now we're gonna get like this is like the strangest part. It's really quick, but this was kind of made me like raise an eyebrow a little bit about this story. Okay. So Ellensburg Public Library historian uh, Milton Waggy admitted to investigators that there was a file on. I didn't tell you guys the name of the whole Mel's hole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this there was a file on this mysterious hole in the public library so automatically people were like bet we're gonna go get this file we're gonna learn more about it because clearly it's been documented in the past like all this crazy stuff yeah that's happened and the historian like was even like yeah like it's there i I browsed through it like Mm -hmm. you just kind of think whatever and move about your day so when investigators went and tried to obtain the files from the public library the file was no longer there what yeah but who created that file in the first place historians like i think over time people had talked about like this weird hole Mm -hmm. that was out in like nine miles west of ellensburg and they had just documented every instance that somebody had said something about this hole that's so crazy. But it was missing. Mel's hole. Mel's hole. So who? my questions are, who was Mel Waters? Because clearly there's no record, record. of him yeah. owning any property in this town. And does this hole in the earth have any magical properties? Or was it all just like a really elaborate prank that just like lasted for years? I mean, but what's what's come of the hole now? So there, I mean, it's still talked about as like this like mysterious hole in the earth. But I mean, like there would, without being able to like track down this Mel Waters or like have an interview with Mel Waters, there's no real like we can we can't really prove anything, and I don't think they can prove anything about this hole. It's not like they're just gonna like take a carcass and throw it into the hole and see if it like comes back alive why wouldn't they i don't know (laughs) well seems morbid you're gonna take fluffy down to the hole and throw him in there yeah but i mean i i mean after it's passed away (laughs) i guess i guess you gotta bury it somehow (laughs) if it happens it happens and if it just goes down 15 miles you know at least you know where the grave is i mean i don't know in the words of albus dumbledore no spell on earth can conquer death, Harry. <laughs> so. But I mean, I just, I don't know why there hasn't been more talk about it. If there is something that mysterious with this hole. Right. Well, and that's just it, right? So this was back in like 1997. I imagine it's just like one of those, like, it's now just one of those like folklore of ellensburg washington like people just talk about it and it's on somebody's property so i don't think that you can just go see the hole yeah that's my other question why why is this not like a tourist trap i don't know send a spelunker down there right see what happens that's what i would want like set like all right let's actually investigate this hole we'll get a team together like people professionals who can like propel and like cave divers or whatever they call them cave people (laughs) (laughs) 
Spelunkers. <laughs> That's the word. You said it earlier. <laughs> Did I say spelunkers? Wow. Okay. <laughs> This is a day. So that's, I mean, that's Mel's hole. Well, that's all we really know about it. To my knowledge, no studies have ever been done on it. It's just, I think, one of those like folklore things. So, like, people are like, yeah, I remember Mel's hole. That's crazy. That's a weird <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Good times. Good Mel's times. hole will just be a mystery. Yeah. So I couldn't just leave you guys hanging with one. So let's go on to the next one. Yes. Uh, so we start this mystery in August of 1994. Okay. 90s were a weird time in Washington, apparently. Apparently. So in Oakville, Washington, a resident reported to authorities that translucent gelatinous blobs were covering the ground. Oh, I think I've heard about this. Go on. They stated that the blobs were about half the size of a grain of rice. Yeah. Residents claimed that they had rained down during the night and believed that they may have caused um, some residents to s- develop flu-like symptoms. Yeah. I heard. Of, oh, yeah. Ugh. That's so weird. So gross. Just blobs. Just, just, just like. Yeah. Could you just imagine like little blobs of jello everywhere? No. And like the way that they describe it, I imagine like gelatinous right you got like blob but like i imagine it's like the consistency of like a booger (laughs) you know what i mean yeah like kind of sticks to everything Mm -hmm. yes and then like oh yeah i can just imagine it like being sticky on your fingers and like yeah but then also i don't know like okay so this was us like tomorrow we wake up there's like gelatinous blobs everywhere would you touch them? I don't think I would touch them. I wouldn't even go outside. <laughs> I'd be like, that's gross. Yeah. I'd be like, what is this? Y'all nasty. <laughs> We're already wearing masks. Just mask right. up and right. shovel it. So over the next three weeks, there were another five reports in the area of these strange blobs with several people claiming that they had fallen ill as a result of contact with them. That's so weird. Right. So a microbiologist at the at Washington State Department of Health found that the blobs contained two species of bacteria, but there's no indication that these bacteria are harmful to humans. Yeah, but then why would people be getting sick? Right. Which also, I mean, this is August, right? Yeah, this is August. So, I mean, it's pretty close to flu season. People probably got the flu and then, like, blamed it on the gelatinous blobs. I don't know. I If I remember and if the story is correct from my memory, mm-hmm. they there was a lot of people that got sick. There, Yeah, there were over the course of, like, the entire month. Like, a lot of the town people got sick from mm-hmm. these blobs. Yeah. And, and the bacteria, I feel like they did more research on it and it mm-hmm. was... Just stuff that they hadn't really seen, but also didn't seem harmful, like you said. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. So, various theories have been suggested to explain this event, including, obviously, classified Mm -hmm. military weapons testing. Oh, of course, that's in there. But 
clearly the government likes to hide things so there's no evidence of that of course not uh nor is there evidence suggesting that the idea that jellyfish jellyfish were shredded into pieces and swept up into the stratosphere by u.s air force bombing practice in the nearby pacific that's what oh that's what it was where jellyfish got somehow like Like vaporized vaporized or like lifted into the atmosphere and then exploded yeah weird yeah so they a lot of people don't know u.s air force will bomb the ocean when they're like practicing things yeah randomly and pretty close yeah 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 it's not like deep into the ocean it's like off the coast of california (laughs) like i mean still a good like couple hundred it's not gonna like harm anybody yeah but yeah so i mean that theory to me like it's a stretch but i'm like okay i get where you're going with it especially if if like they're so small right like the particles are so small like the little blobs are half the size of a grain of rice like what do you but i mean are you going to the clouds how would it carry like just think of rain being evaporated into the clouds and then when it rains true it comes down but like true gelatinous little blobs do not evaporate well they're dense right yes and so it's heavy yeah unless like yeah i don't know unless like i the only thing i can think of in that instance they did like a bomb practice at like a really weird time at night and then like the spray like lifted and then like maybe strong winds carried it i don't know i don't know but the thing with bombing and jellyfish that I will just be the devil's advocate is I'm sure the bomb material ha- has like some sort of radioactivity. And so if it did come into contact with people and they were getting sick, that could be because of the bomb. That's true. And it's I like nausea and like upset stomach and yeah. like all signs of radiation poisoning. Ooh, I just thought about that. Yeah. Solved it. We- Shut it down. We're, it's, we no got longer, it. it's no longer unsolved. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Tiffany's over here with the facts. <laughs> okay, so it's possible the blobs didn't fall from the sky at all and okay. simply appeared on the ground overnight. Yeah. That is um, a possibility. I mean, I guess if, like, the environment is just right, it, it could react in some way and create these like little gelatinous things but that's not it seems odd to me that's not science like for that to just come that's not science i mean for that to just show up out of nowhere like these multiple (laughs) little blobs yeah coming out of the earth i don't know that's true so a similar substance called star jelly has been mentioned in scientific reports and poetry since at least the 17th century okay Substances that people have called star jelly have come from a variety of sources, um, such as like amphibians, algae, slime molds, and even crystals of sodium mm -hmm, (laughs) polyacrylate. Okay. Sometimes used in agriculture. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe. In 2012, sodium... uh, polyacrylate absorbed water from a storm to form gelatinous blobs in Bournemouth. I don't know where Bournemouth is. I didn't write that down. Hmm. Hmm. 
But if that was the case, I mean, maybe it is them. But for it to pop up all over town, that's what I think people are like still raising an eyebrow about, right? Like it, it can't, everybody would have had to have that sodium, whatever in their yard. Right. Everybody would have had to have algae in their yard. Everybody would have had to, like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just very odd. So was it close to the coast, this town in this area? Um, No. So it's central Washington. Okay. Because I just looked up Bournemouth and it's in England, but it's really close to the coast. Okay. So I could see a little bit more of it happening in Bournemouth. I believe Oakville is central. Let me look that up right quick. That's so funny. Oakville, Washington blobs is like the first thing that pops up when you search Oakville. Yeah, it's like, girl. Oh, so it is southwest of Olympia. So, I mean, kind of close to the coast probably would take you a long time to get there. Let's see. The nearest coastal city is Westport. So to get from Oakville to Westport would be. 56 miles, so an hour and four minutes. Oh, okay. Not not terribly close but to the coast, but 60 miles inward. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So I, I don't know. The circumstances for it to just pop up all over town and just have it like be this natural, like the sodium, whatever. <laughs> I can't say that word from memory and i'm not looking at my notes right now (laughs) uh it just seems odd to me like everybody would have had to have that in their yard or everybody would have had to have reptiles or algae or something cross in their yard and for it to cover the ground not just like pop up in like a little mound we're talking like it is everywhere and i'm just surprised that like it's not anywhere else in washington right that's true too it's just in this one town. Yeah. Aliens, man. Weird. That's all I got to say. Weird. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unsolved America. Head on over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Unsolved America MVP. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. If you need to contact us, please email MVP at gmail.com and we'll talk to you next week. This has been an MVP podcast. My Village Productions.